Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO, and in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Okay, so next we're going to go to 10 to 15. Okay, 10 to 15. Um, yeah, 10 to 15. So, what, I mean, I was still in the season of um, just accepting my sister passing away. Yeah. And, um, you were talking about a teacher, your kindergarten teacher, which made me think of um, one of the most important people in my life and um, changed my life so much for the better is my guidance counselor in elementary school and I wasn't like super close to her until after my sister passed away but um it was she gave me like a place to go like during the day um like if I was just like feeling sad or like trying to like contemplate things or like I don't know just in my thoughts yeah and um she was like you can always come to my room and um she didn't just let me just sit like she had this thing called the card shop and it's like the first business I ever worked <laughs> it wasn't really a business. Oh my gosh, it was for I kids but basically all these people would like um, donate cards yeah so all these people would donate cards and um, she had like this rack of cards in her room and she needed somebody like she would open it on like Fridays at like two before school got out or something and she needed someone to like go in and organize them and me being like super organized and like needing something to do to get my mind off stuff I would go to her room and we would talk and I would organize the cards and make I sure that like that. the get well were together I love it the I love you and the happy ah. birthday like they were all together and you feel so good after yeah. you do it oh my and God. when she got new cards in I would go and organize them and so um she just became like truly one of the most influential wonderful best friend people in my life I still have dinner with her and her mm-hmm. husband like they're the sweetest people um she's a root she she was and she is she's amazing um and so yeah so that was 10 and then I went on to middle school and you know middle school is awkward for everybody and it wasn't the most fun time um but it wasn't awful either it's just an awkward time I got my first cell phone <laughs> Was it like a brick? No, but it was like a little purple flip phone. And you couldn't do anything on it. Like you could call. and You you couldn't even text. You couldn't really text. Like it was one of those things where it's like you have to press the button four times to get to a wire. Yep. Oh my God. You got charged by like a text (gasps) message. By the number of characters. Yeah. I I danced in middle school. Um, A lot of friendship drama in middle school. Like Mm -hmm. I discovered that girls are nasty mm-hmm. but I was still friends with them yeah like we we were just like we in, didn't know any better yeah we were you don't know any better at each other all it's the okay. time you don't know any better what is that oh he's blowing on a conch it's thing. called a conch mm-hmm. right or conch how do you say it? I, I think you're right a conch conch a conch shell why would you want a shell that someone's had their mouth on well, we'll, we're, we'll wrap up your 10 to 15. Yeah, so 10 to 15. Um, I can't 
can't remember like all that much like I think I was just learning about myself and like you know puberty and shit and um I had a Dolly Parton themed birthday party oh my god 10 to 15 I became vegetarian just remember that. I know. I, it's such an ingrained part of my life. Technically pescatarian. I only eat fish when I know that's coming from like a good source. But um, yeah, when I was 14, before I started high school, yeah, it was the summer Whoa. before I started high school. I remember I ate my last burger and it was from McDonald's. And I looked at it because like I was with my friend and like her dad like bought us lunch or something. And I looked at it and was like, this is so gross. Yeah. And I like, I watched. It's so gross. Like, I think it was Food Inc. So gross. Yeah. Food Inc. was the documentary that I watched. And for me, like, it always came down to one, cows are my favorite animal. I don't know why. I just think they're so freaking cute. They are. Um, So I was like, I would be a hypocrite if they're my favorite animal and I eat them. So it started with cows. I stopped eating beef and then I quickly stopped eating everything else. Um, and it was mostly just because of like my thoughts on the food industry in America and factory farming and how you are what you eat and why would I want to put something into my body that has lived a stressful life. That's like me bringing stress into my life through what I'm eating. Um, and also, why would you do that? Exactly. Because it tastes fucking good. And not that I ever would. I've, I've been vegetarian slash pescatarian ever since. Mostly plant-based. I don't really eat much fish at home, but, um... Yeah, ever since, like, that's always been my thing. Um, but how did it make you feel? Like, from complete, like, how long did it take you? Like, was it like a week? Was it like six It was six not weeks? long. Like, I, I'm a very determined and committed and loyal person. Yep. So when I make up my mind about something, yep, I it. generally don't change it. Yep. Um, and so I think it shocked my mom because she was kind of like, I don't know what to cook for you. Right. Because that, I mean, you got to think this was almost 15 years ago. And... The world, it wasn't. The world did not cater no. to people who were plant-based. Absolutely like, not. I would go to the grocery store and not know what to eat. Like, I would get bags of, like, frozen vegetables. But let me just pause here really quickly because this is very important to say. Because this has this wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. So the people that now, nowadays, for us, it is much easier to go anywhere and say, oh, you're pescatarian uh, or you're plant-based. And I'm gluten-free. And, like, like, yeah. and they're like, okay, got it, got it, got it. And a lot of things on menus, they all have... But guess how that happened it, it was a person it was one person it was through a lot of people adopting the lifestyle yep. and then two people and then three people and then four people feeling better and then those people who were willing to take a risk knowing that they were taking a risk by opening businesses and opening mm-hmm. grocery stores i mean there's a guy that opened turnip trump who's an eo member and now he has so many of them like i can't even keep up with how many locations but it's yeah. like he started with one itty bitty little plant-based grocery store um, I mean, now they have other things and they've grown, but it's just like, if you have an idea, because a lot of people that listen and watch, I mean, they're entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. they're burning to do something. If this is where, if, you, if something is personal to you and it has changed your life. It's going to change someone else's. Yeah. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Anyway. Yeah. Like for me, it really does come down to like the treatment of animals. Like I love animals so much. Like I, I think that, you know, I do understand like. And I am religious. Like, I think that God put them here for us. But I also think that it's our job to respect them and take care of them. And so when I learned about farming in America, like, it just broke my heart and I just couldn't support it. So not that I would ever eat meat again, but if I did, I would prefer to get it from, like, a local farmer 
or somewhere where I know that they just yeah they took good care of their animals and they were kind to their animals over time like an experience in the world becoming more adapted to it it's much easier now and I've learned so much about what my body needs whereas then I didn't know and I was just like I'm just not gonna eat meat yeah yeah my experience of shockingness was when um, one of our clients in the middle of the pandemic was like come up to Oklahoma to a cow auction and we're gonna get some cows and we're gonna open a venue. And these are beautiful cows. Oh my god, these cows get blowouts. Like, like literally, they're so fluffy. They're beautiful, and but they, the, this, these cows are for different purposes. These are not cows that are being fed to be slaughtered to be served to humans. They produce semen and they sell their semen, and it's like a matchmaker of these different animals, and they like make these other baby calf children that just output so much great stuff. Genetics. It, genetics. That's, that's a better way to say it. Yeah, just say it. <laughs> no, but you're semen. right. But that's what it, but I was just like shocked. It, it I was just in shock. Like yeah. I just, I was just. At how they had them. Everything. Like in there. And I didn't understand what the stock. Stock yard. Yard was, which I'm thinking stock market, which it is kind of like stock. I mean, I just, the industry of cattle and the industry and the business models behind I just learned so much in three days and mm -hmm. it changed my life forever to like have that information of like oh god I just I don't know so Angela what yes was, Amanda what was life on your timeline in ten, for years 10 to 15 <laughs> 10 to 15 that's we're what we're on 10 to 15 yeah <laughs> shit Okay. Oh my god, these damn birds. Oh my god, if you guys could oh only see god. what is happening right now. You can't eat that through. I know. So 10 to 15 was pretty big, I think, because this is the age where I started to understand that my dad did something that wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. And I started to learn things like, you know, we would be in a courtroom, we would be in hospitals, we would be in surveillance vans, like just not normal things at all and so you start to realize that and then I started to like be around in the summers like on the Gulf Coast my uncle more and like understood that he like ran a wedding business and what started as a little floral shop ended up being this one-stop shop that he just kept building on to and building his his real estate and so I started to kind of understand but you know that's when you get towards the age of 15 people are like asking you what do you want to be when you grow up and I was like a gymnast because at that time I, I got into gymnastics I got into cheerleading I started be, I became a gymnastics coach I started teaching when I was 13 years old and then working with team and it's like a discipline and like having ADHD kind of bad um, you know we put tools in place like calendar time blocking and and focus it helps us focus and do work working from a treadmill desk because that helps us focus and helps me focus so there's all these things in place but that's one thing that gymnastics taught me and so that was kind of like my core where I had like my first job like you know I couldn't even drive but my schedule that's where I really started to experience how to manage a busy schedule but do like 10 different things you know because my parents had me going from you know, you go to school, then you have cheerleading practice, then I would go teach two gymnastics classes, then I would go to church and have basketball practice from 9 to 10, you know, and then you eat dinner, and then you get up and you do the same fucking thing, 
you know, but it's a, a different sport or a different school or, or whatever. But that was really like my, my first job. And then by the time I was 15, I was working a lot, like coaching, you know, again, doing what I love and like doing choreography and making up routines. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, it, and then competing too, like on the, the cheer side and then on the gymnastics side. So that was like at the peak of, of all of that, I would say. But my parents were never like pageant parents that were like, you have to win. You have, it was never, they're never competitive. Um, it was just like, you know, you do your best and do it because you love to do it. It's something that you enjoyed. They wanted you to do something you enjoyed. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not because, you know, you have to, but you know, they're being a coach. I saw how awful the parents were to to the kids and the coaches and I mean it's one of the reasons I ended up having to get out of it well that and a few broken bones but that's in another lifeline so yeah that kind of sums up and I think I got my first boyfriend his name was Scott yeah I really didn't have time for boys I wasn't into boys but he was Catholic he went to our church my parents were head of the funeral committee for many, 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 many years, super involved in the Catholic diocese. I mean, that's where I got into weddings is, you know, but that's a, that's a different time frame. We'll oh my God. Okay. Okay. That's so- it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at AngelaProfit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.